Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. It is the JR Sport Brief show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. Happy Thursday night to you. I'm going to be hanging out here with you for the next three hours. Thank you to everyone who tuned in and locked in to the first hour of the show. We get started at 10 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Pacific. We opened up the first hour of the show by talking about the NBA All-Star Game. We talked about the NFL Pro Bowl, which will be split into multiple mini-games. And then we even spent some time talking about some coaches, coaches who have uh, decided to stick around, stay and go and move around in the NFL. Frank Reich is now going to be the head coach of the Carolina Panthers, where um, he got an opportunity to start in 1995 when that franchise got going. And then uh, we briefly touched on this. Dan Quinn is going to be returning to the Dallas Cowboys as their defensive coordinator, a hell of a turnaround that he's had with them over the past two years. As we continue on with the show, I do want to talk to you about a move that the New York Jets made to bring in an offensive coordinator, Nathaniel Hackett, and what that means for potentially luring in an Aaron Rodgers. I want to discuss with you, or at least tell you about the, the petition that the Indianapolis Colts, a segment of their fan base, has started to say, we do not want any more Jeff Saturday. We've discussed Sean Payton, why he doesn't have a job yet. Uh, we'll get into Daniel Jones. We'll talk about Damian Lillard and, and a lot of the comparisons he draws to Steph Curry, especially after he dropped 60 points last night and said, yeah, it was 60 points, but it was, it was pretty simple. And then also it's been three days, or excuse me, three years to the day uh, that Kobe Bryant has passed away. And unfortunately, right before we went to break, Uh, Shep alerted me uh, to another passing in the world of sports that has uh, taken place. Uh, College basketball fans will certainly be familiar uh, with Billy Packer. Uh, Mark Packer decided to to share the news about his dad uh, about 30, 40 minutes ago. The Packer family would like to share some sad news. Our amazing father, Billy, has passed. Uh, We take peace knowing that he's in heaven with Barb, R.I.P., 
Billy. Billy, pa- Billy Packer last called the NCAA Final Four uh, back in 2008. And Shep, there's just uh, there's tons of information uh, that that you have that you actually share with me. Just share it with the people, man. Go ahead. Yes, sir. Well, you talk about one of the legendary careers in, in all of college basketball, Jr. An individual that called 34 Final Fours. He was the lead college basketball analyst for CBS for 20 seven years and seven years prior to that he was with NBC calling his first Final Four game in 1975 a record 18 Final Four calls with Jim Nance so in terms of a color commentator and an, and an analyst a play-by-play guy that is an NCAA to a record to this day he was part of a Final Four team as a player JR in 1962 that's right with the Wake Forest Demon Deacons we obviously think of Tim Duncan and Chris Paul but They've been great for a long time, and Billy Packer was certainly a huge part of that. And, you know, interestingly enough, JR, the last time Billy Packer, for a guy who was a lifer by all accounts, actually witnessed a basketball game was the last time he called a game, which was, of course, 2008, as you alluded to, and replaced by the great Clark Kellogg, but one of the all-time great figures in all of college basketball, not a stranger to controversy. We have, we do have to be oh, fair. There's a lot of people who hated his guts. Right, and, right. And he said quite a few, uh, yeah, interesting things here. They asked <laughs> sure. Alan Iverson, yeah. But right, we all, we all know that. I'm not, I'm not going to repeat it for sure. But we all know the, the Jr. You said it, the ultimate personality in, in college basketball. He's not, he wasn't as liked as Jim Nance or, or Clark Kellogg or, or Greg oh. Gumbel, but but well, not you, even that. Yeah, you think about uh, Dick Vitale. You know you. It's it, he is this. It doesn't matter how you felt about the guy. Right. He's he's someone he's he's one of the voices of sports. He's someone that I remember growing up hearing. March came around. It rolled around. We got into the beginning of April with the final four and his voice was a constant. I, I think when you when you look at some of the most memorable voices in the world of sports, I, I dare to say over the past century, there's no doubt that that his name is maybe in the the top 25 of most recognizable uh, sports broadcasters, and that's saying a lot for a 100-year span as as technology has changed. Uh, I remember being in my bedroom uh, as a kid, listening to a combination of him, uh, a young Jim Nance. You can think about Enberg, and then we've obviously moved into the last. Damn, it's almost 14, 15 years now of uh, Clark Kellogg, who does an amazing job uh, himself. And so at, at 82 years old, yeah, Billy Packer is not here. And for the point that you made, saying that the last time he called a game or last time he attended a game was when he called one, it's, that's not all that, it's not all that surprising. You know, when you, when you do something a certain way for so long, you want to be, be a part of it. It's not as fulfilling to just, you know, go back to it. You know, I was actually paying attention, and this is in a different way. And you know what? Maybe not so much. This is another announcer, Sterling Sharp, Shannon's brother. I guess Shannon is the one who just, you know, sucks up all the air and does all of the talking right now. Sterling Sharp, he says, man, when, when I finished up with CBS, I don't watch football anymore. I don't keep up with the NFL. And I think a, a lot of folks, when you have so much success at what you do, when you're great at what you do, uh, when it's time to move on to another chapter, 
you kind of leave things where they were and where they are. And so I'm not I'm not surprised that's the last basketball game uh, that he, he saw in person. But he is uh, he's one of the voices that I, I remember growing up. Just just flat period, flat and period. You know, Jr. It, it, it's interesting because he just missed the age of social media. He would have his personality. Oh my God! Would have been satired all over the place with with the barstools of the world, and you know, obviously the awful announcing. Had he been around, maybe five, ten years later, but he was true to himself. Uh, he knew the game like very few. He knew more basketball, uh, or I should say, forgot more basketball than I'll ever know. Um, and obviously, his son, a tremendously successful figure in the world of sports broadcasting. So, um, yeah, sports, we, we lost, uh, we truly lost a legend today. No denying that. A lot of the younger audience may not know who Billy Packer is. Um, I certainly encourage you to go to YouTube and listen to some of his great analysis and calls, and he never held back the truth, at least his truth. Yeah, I, I remember being in my bedroom upside down watching <laughs> basketball yep. and, and, and listening to his voice just playing the background. Uh, yeah, 80, 82 years old, uh, Billy Packer uh, passing away. His His son sharing the news with us uh, about 40 uh, minutes ago. And unfortunately, this is also uh, three years, three years already uh, to the day that that Kobe Bryant had passed away. And it just, uh, time has gone by so quickly. Kobe passed away right before, like, things really started to explode with the pandemic. And so here we are on, on January 26th. And I could think about three years ago uh, in two weeks and everything really started to 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 shut down. And so even with Kobe Bryant, you know, today going through online and and looking through social media, there have been a lot of of tributes to to Kobe Bryant. There have been a lot of posts. Uh, I saw some posts that, you know, detailed his his love of soccer and. You know, who knows what he he would have continued on doing, moving into the second stage of his life. Uh, Kobe Bryant passing away at at 41 three years ago. Billy Packer here at 82. Obviously, Billy Packer living a a longer life. Uh, But Kobe Bryant moving into into business and moving into the arts and and being an advocate for for women's basketball. Uh, Daughter, very interested in and heading out to, to UConn and potentially playing for Gino Ariema. So uh, time flies, and you, you never know when that last moment is, is going to be here. Uh, it's crazy to think that Kobe passed away three years ago. And you, you mentioned how things change in, in generations, Shep, as it relates to Billy Packer. And not a lot of folks may, may remember him. Younger folks may not remember him. Uh, but it, it, it always struck me that we we have active NBA players, guys who are in their their early 20s, and you ask them about the greatest player or the best player, and it's comical to a certain degree, but it's understandable from what they see. Uh, one of the first names that they they all typically mention is is Kobe Bryant, and it's just like, well, let's not forget the guy he completely patterned uh, his game after. And, and Michael Jordan, but you know what he did for basketball and the imprint that he left is is something that is is undeniable. Um, and his influence and his games. And I was looking at his commercial uh, earlier today. He was in the Palm Restaurant with Jalen Rose. He asked for 81 olives, and he said, "I'm joking." Um, 
Kobe was awesome. And I was fortunate enough to have met him a few times and, and had good conversations with him, interviewed him. And he was always cool, great, whether he was in front of the camera or off to the side. And so rest in peace to Kobe Bryant. Already three years that Kobe Bryant has been gone. And then also, as we had just mentioned, Billy Packer, uh, one of the iconic voices for college basketball. We found out about 40 minutes ago that he has passed away as well at the age of 82. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. I'll open up the phone lines if you want to give me a holler. That's 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. I'll take your calls. It's awesome college basketball college football, NFL, NBA. We got a lot to do here on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, how you doing, man? I listen to you every night on the way home from work. I appreciate what you're doing, man. You're a bad man, Majama. Call in now at 855-212-4CBS. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. We've had a busy day. We've already had a busy night. Open up the show, giving you the the NBA All-Star starters. Talked about the NFL Pro Bowl. The NFL gave us an update today, said we're going to have some mini games. Uh, We talked about the Carolina Panthers bringing in and hiring Frank Reich. About an hour ago, we learned of the passing of Billy Packer, college basketball legend on the microphone. And then it's been three years to the day uh, that Kobe Bryant has passed away. And so we have the phone lines open, 855-212-4CBS. Uh, as we continue on with the show, I do want to give you some some additional updates on some of the news that we've received today in the world of sports. Uh, we have Nathaniel Hackett, who is the new offensive coordinator for the New York Jets. And I think there's a big reason uh, why they hired him. And it might be related to some football player who doesn't know what he wants to do in Wisconsin. Uh, I want to fill you in on the Colts petition, Colts fans petition. Uh, to keep Jeff Saturday away from their job. We'll talk about Daniel Jones, Damian Lillard. Uh, We got a lot to do. Let's get to the phone lines first. 855-212-4CBS. Rob is here from North Carolina. You're on CBS Sports Radio. What's going on, JR? I'm good, man. What's on your mind? Man, I just don't understand. Um, I just say it's a lot of – I say it's a billionaire – a billionaire dummy with a lot of money. You, you had a guy that who who oh, who, in, who are you referring to? I'm referring to David Tepper. Okay, go he, ahead. He's a rich, he's a rich dummy because because you see if, if you got two eyes, you seen what that guy could do with with lemons and made lemonade out of that. And you're referring you guy, to Steve Wilkes. Yes, sir. Okay, you're leaving a and, lot of blanks. You got to tell me the names, okay, Rob? <laughs> go ahead. Okay, yeah, you had. You had Matt Stuhl, 
messed up the whole place. He act like he'll act like shit killer with Philadelphia, trading draft picks like he going to the, the Super Bowl, just trading draft picks like left and right, demise the team and make the team look stupid. And you paying that much money, but you can't give a guy who made progress a two year deal at least. Give him a chance. I just don't understand that. Well, if people look at dudes who are, and in, in, in the case of Frank Reich, people look at guys who are a little bit more experienced. The Steve Wilkes, he got, it's not, and it's not fair. I'm not trying to justify it by telling you it's fair. Steve James. Wilkes got a raw deal James. when he was the James. head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. Look at, look at, look at his resume. Look at Frank Reich's resume for, to compare it to Steve Wilkes' resume right there. Well, Frank Reich, all things considered, he was the offensive coordinator when the Eagles won the Super Bowl. That's why he got that job with the Colts in the first place. Uh, The Colts becoming a disaster wasn't fully his fault when you have someone like Andrew Luck who says, hey, I want to quit. So I'm not going to I'm not going to hang Frank Reich. I'm not going to hang Steve Wilkes. But all things being equal and considered, Frank Reich has has more of a resume. Do we know but, but, that Steve Wilkes isn't getting a fair shot or chance? Yes. But, but sir, what, what, what have you done for me lately? You know, and, and I see Steve oh. Wilkes done more than what he, his, his resume, resume just for the Super Bowl. I mean, his resume for the team is just, record just poor. Just, you know what I mean? I mean, you, I just don't understand, man. I, I just don't understand, man. They well, didn't call it the macaroni rule instead of the Rooney rule. Well, we know we know the Rooney rule is is flawed. I mean, the NFL has admitted as much. They're not going to do anything about it because the ownership doesn't care. We know and understand that. If you want to look, and I understand what have you done for me lately. Not everybody is just judged on what have you done for me lately because coaching the Carolina Panthers to a 500 record is admirable for Steve Wilkes. There's no guarantee with this same roster for a full season – that, that, that he would do any better, at least in the case of, of Frank Reich. He has more experience. He has a positive and winning record. And so if you just want to look at what have you done for me lately, I mean, we would have a lot of folks running around not having a job. I don't think anybody is evaluated strictly on what have you done for me lately because you want to go ahead and you want to actually – try to, to, to foresee what's going to happen in the future. And how about this? This is always the most important thing. And thank you, Rob, for calling from Carolina. They have to figure out and see who's going to play quarterback. And so I don't care if it's Steve Wilkes, who, yeah, it's not fair that they didn't give him a chance, but David Tepper can do what he wants until they can go out there and secure somebody else in the draft, of which they only pick ninth. I'm sorry, they're going to be asked out just like a lot of other teams. You don't have a quarterback out there to help you lead the way. You're probably going to be led nowhere. You're going to be running in circles. I saw a video uh, a couple weeks ago, a viral video. Of course, everything on the Internet is viral. I think it was a bunch of sheep, like a million sheep in the middle of nowhere, and they were just going in a circle. And everybody was like, oh, my God, the world is going to end. Well, half of the damn teams in the NFL – if not three-quarters of the teams in the NFL are just going in circles, trying to figure out who their quarterback is going to be. I mean, the Chicago Bears select number one overall, and you have polls telling everybody, oh, yeah, we're going we're gonna to keep fields. But he needs to show us. He needs to improve as a passer. 
Because we know you can rush for 1,200 yards and 12 touchdowns. What are you going to do with your arm? Oh, yeah, it's my job to get you some help. Houston needs a quarterback. The Indianapolis Colts can't keep plugging things in with busted veterans. We can look at the Las Vegas Raiders, Atlanta, Carolina, New Orleans. I'm going in draft order right now. Tennessee. The New York Jets are looking for a quarterback if it's not Zach Wilson. They want a a veteran in there to push that guy or maybe push him out the way. New England with Mac Jones, they had to bring in an OC. Washington, Pittsburgh is developing their guy. Detroit has theirs. Tampa Bay has no idea. Seattle will probably keep Geno Smith. Good for them. He's improved. Baltimore, hoping that they can hold on to Lamar Jackson. Minnesota, we know Kirk Cousins is one foot out the door. You're not winning anything with him. The New York Giants with Daniel Jones. I mean, three quarters of the teams in the league are like, what the hell are we doing at quarterback? It's not easy. Not at all. Carolina just so happens to be one of the teams at the top of the list. 855-212-4CBS. Sanjay's here from Corpus Christi. Go ahead, Sanjay. Oh, hey, Jim. How you doing? I'm good, man. Go ahead. So, you know, it's really sad, man, because Kobe died. The Lakers won the championship. That that was just heartbreaking. But, you know, at least the Lakers won. It was it it it, it was a good thing. But, yeah, you know, it, it's just great to see the uh, like the Celtics lose to the Knicks. Really you hate the Celtics? Nice what do they do to you? What the Celtics do to you? Huh? No, I'm being sarcastic when I say that. I'm a oh, I don't fan. know. Well, how would I know that? Huh? How would I know you're being sarcastic? Oh, I'm sorry about that. Yeah, I don't know who you root for. You're a fan of who? Uh, the, the Celtics. Uh, most of the Boston teams. Oh, see, I wouldn't know that. You're calling me from Texas. Yeah. Sorry about that. It's okay. You have anything else? Uh, no, no. Just, just wanted to talk uh, about about Kobe. Uh, just, uh, uh, have a great day. Okay, you as well, Sanjay. I feel bad. I feel terrible, Shep. Oh, I, I feel mean, like I just, I just crapped on Sanjay. Oh, I, th- I Sanjay's gonna recover. He's is he? Uh, did I, did I do bad? Did I do something wrong? No, he didn't do anything wrong. <sighs> I think Sanjay. I think Sanjay doesn't is, doesn't usually exhibit a lot of sarcasm on the show, so he kind of caught you off guard with that. No, he's just like, oh, it's great to see the Knicks beat the Celtics. I'm like... It was a quick transition from the passing of Kobe, you got to admit. Oh, well, yeah, it was, but then I'm just like, well, you hate the Celtics? Like, why do you care? I'm a Celtics fan. I'm like, how how would I know that? I don't know everybody's fandom. I I don't keep up with it. I have no idea. Mike is here from Baltimore. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, JR, how you doing this, this evening? I'm well. What's up? Uh, well, I was, um, uh, speaking about Kobe, um, first thing I thought is, gosh, I can't believe it's been three years, you know, because um, I, I remember that fateful Sunday, you know, just like it was yesterday, you know. And I remember hoping when I first heard it that it was like one of these internet hoax, hoaxes or whatever. I was really praying that it was. And, and when I found out it wasn't, you know, God, it was just devastating. But um, as far as Billy Packer, <clears throat> excuse me, as far as Billy Packer, man, I, I grew up uh, 
in the 70s uh, and when Maryland was in the ACC, and that's really where Billy really cut his teeth off. He was just such, he's just such a great announcer, man. And, I mean, we had him in the ACC before he really went big time nationally. And, uh, you know, I, I you know, grew up with those great Maryland teams, uh, they had like John Lucas and uh, Tom McMillan and, and uh, Linnell Moore. And uh, just, uh, he, he was just such a great announcer that and we, we kind of like in Maryland, we kind of used to give left feet a business and we were like, why can't Billy Cracker be our coach? Because he, he used to say some of the most astute things during the games and they would come to fruition. And, and it was like, gosh, you know, uh, <laughs> like, gosh, if he ever goes into coaching, come to Maryland or whatever. But, you... but we love Lefty Giselle. But I remember Billy Packer. He, he was he was a good one. I don't so let you, remember, you remember when he started? See, I can only recall about 20 years of uh-huh. him broadcasting from when I was a kid up until when he stopped. You uh-huh. remember all 50 years? Yep. Yep. Okay. Like this. Yeah, I, like I said, he started with, with the ACC, you know, uh, you know, Maryland started the ACC, you know, for the longest time up until they, you know, moved into the Big Ten. Uh, and, uh, yeah, he started with the ACC and, you know, those those great Maryland, uh, Maryland, uh, North Carolina rivalry and Maryland Duke. And, and Billy Packer was just, he was just so astute, you know. And like I said, it, it was no nonsense. Uh, I mean, ah, yeah, people... he he didn't have uh, he didn't have the most uh, a bubbly of of personality. But as you mentioned, uh, he started locally back in 1972. Hey, Mike, I appreciate you for calling up from Baltimore, man. Thank you oh. so much. Let's go to Greg. Greg is calling from Michigan. You're on the JR Sport Brief Show. Hey, JR, Mr. Positive. Thanks for taking my call. So, hey, I got to ask you, yes. the GOAT is going to take down Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's Uh-oh. all-time scoring points uh, record. Uh, we know that Gretzky's points record will never be broken. I got to ask you, my friend, will when LeBron breaks the record, because the game is so free, do you think 15, 18 years from now, someone will break uh, LeBron's record? I don't know if it'll be 15 and 18 years from now, but records are, are made to be broken. Uh, I have looked for, I've watched basketball my entire life, and, and knowing that Kareem sat at 38,387, the closest dude who got to him was Carl Malone. And I said, well, if Carl Malone played 20 years, then how the hell is anybody going to catch Kareem? Well, LeBron James is basically on 20 years, and he's going to pass him. So uh, it would not shock me. I, I will expect records are made to be broken. You know, it's not like scoring in the NBA is, is going backwards. And with the trends of the game, with the speed of the game, with people's attention spans, with the way the league has changed rules to open things up for offense, uh, with the skill of the offensive players, yeah, yeah, LeBron James, God knows where he's going to stop. If he right. plays a few more years, let's be real. He's going to pass Kareem over the next couple of weeks. LeBron James may finish his career with, I don't know, 4,000, 4, excuse me, 40,000 points. Yeah. Dare, dare I say 42,000 points? Is he going right. to push it to 44,000 points? You know, I love we, it. It's, I have no idea. Even if he pushes it to 44,000, maybe 30 years from now, somebody will break LeBron's record. But 
these records are made to be broken. I didn't think anybody catch Kareem, and here we are. LeBron James is sitting at the doorstep, and it's it's happened in a blink of an eye. Thank you. Have a great one, Jer. You as well, Greg. Thank you for calling from, from Michigan. Yeah, if you think about the all-time scoring list, as of right now, it's Kareem, 38,000. LeBron is right there with him at 38. Karl Malone is at 37,000. Kobe Bryant is at about 33,500. Michael Jordan, 32,000. Dirk Nowitzki is sixth on the all-time scoring list. 20 years of Dirk, 31,000. Wilt Chamberlain, 31. Shaq, 28. Carmelo is ninth all-time scoring. 28,000. Moses Malone, 27,000. That's your top 10. Think about how many of those names that you have seen over the past, I don't know, five to 10 years. LeBron, Kobe, Dirk. Yeah, we could throw Shaq in there at the end. Carmelo Anthony. Half of the guys at the top of the NBA scoring list, all-time scoring list, are basically in the top 10. And so what the hell do you think is going to happen over the next 30 years? The dude who may, may, may pass LeBron James, and we don't know where LeBron will end on the all-time scoring list. At minimum, we know we're going to get two, three more years of him. He may push it to 44, 45,000. We might not even know the guy's name. He might be in elementary school. He might be in middle school right now. He might be overseas in Europe, whoever the hell he is, that will ultimately pass LeBron. Or maybe LeBron will just shock the hell out of all of us and he'll just play until he's 50. Yeah, not happening, right? No, hell no, it's not happening. JR, I know you're not a big what-if person. Yes. Um, But if Michael Jordan decided not to go, because Malone was injury-based and Kobe was injury-based. Malone had the knee injury. He would have passed Kareem. Kobe had the Achilles. He would have passed Kareem. But the guy that was not going to get hurt, I believe, if he had he just stayed that year and a half and decided not to play baseball and then didn't retire after that second three-peat, Michael Jordan would have easily eclipsed 40,000 points. Yeah, he, he could have, but every, everybody, for what you said, all of these folks, they, they got hurt. Like LeBron James and, and, and Kareem was able to, to play with Magic towards the end. He was still serviceable. He was able to, to, to put up points, and, and he was healthy. But dudes get hurt. That's part of it. And so, yeah, Michael Jordan, for you know everything that he did, yeah, I, most certainly he'd have another you know, 5,000, 6,000. He probably uh, would pass Kareem. We don't know if he'd stick around. But he was durable, especially with the Wizards. You know, one of those years, he played every single game. He was 38, 39 years old. At the most minutes, much, 40 years old. <laughs> yeah, pretty much the same age that LeBron is here now. Right. But we don't know what the wear and tear would, would look like. But, yeah, if Michael Jordan didn't stop, if he didn't break one time, if he didn't take a two-year break, yeah, he'd probably be at the top of the list. Uh, but LeBron James? He's 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 going to tack on some numbers. So the conversation in a few weeks, in a few months, is going to go from, oh, my God, LeBron passed Kareem, and then it's going to go to just lift off because how far he separates himself is going to be ridiculous 
unless his body just decides to quit. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. We had a caller, wasn't happy with the Carolina Panthers' decision to bring in Frank Reich. Well, you got to have a head coach, right? The New York Jets, they brought in a new coach. He's their offensive coordinator. And the New York Jets are hoping for a lot more. I'll explain when we come back on the other side. I'll tell you about Dan Quinn returning to Dallas. I'll get some more of your calls. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. I do think you're one of the best people in radio right now, hands down. I've heard everybody. You got the gift, and I appreciate you know your intelligence and your honesty. Call in now at 855-212-4CBS. It's the JR Sport Brief show here on CBS Sports Radio. We we got some movement here in the coaching ranks of the NFL today told you about Frank Reich, new head coach of the Carolina Panthers, told you that Dan Quinn, Dan Quinn is going to be returning to Dallas after a few interviews. He's sticking around. He's going to be the right-hand man, the left-hand man, whatever the man, right there for Mike McCarthy. And, I mean, he's had a, a hell of a turnaround Uh, with the Dallas Cowboys after Nolan left and they had one of the worst defensive seasons. Let me not say one of the worst. The Cowboys had their worst defensive season ever. Dan Quinn is able to come on, and over the past two seasons, he's turned things around. Leading the NFL in, in, in turnovers, they did it again for a second consecutive year. The first time that's happened since the Steelers in the 70s. Uh, one of the top teams when it comes to points allowed. And Dan Quinn, is he has coached himself, despite the, the failures in the postseason, not of any of his own, but he's, he's coached himself on the defensive side, you know, back into coaching consideration. But all things considered, I guess Dan Quinn is just thinking to himself. He said he has unfinished business in Dallas. It's true. And I'm sure, because it's the most human thing on earth to think and believe, there's something in the back of his head that says if and when Jerry Jones pulls the plug on Mike McCarthy, I'm going to get that shot. I'm next in line. And and sure, Dan Quinn had his chance. He had his opportunity uh, with the Falcons. We know about going to the Super Bowl. We know about Shanahan. We know about Tom Brady. We know about the comeback. And then he kind of, he hit the skids after that. He became a master motivator for a team that was going anywhere, holding on to a quarterback that was past his expiration date, even though he won an MVP on the way to the Super Bowl. But he's been able to reset himself with the Dallas Cowboys. We know this. Jerry Jones has said, oh, yeah, I'm keeping Mike McCarthy. But we know Jerry Jones might change his mind with the wind. And I'm not thinking he's going to change his mind in the offseason. 
God knows what happens next year or next offseason. And so if you're Dan Quinn, man, the Dallas Cowboys, wouldn't that be the job? Coaching for the Cowboys? Yeah, they, they may be a disaster. Dak may turn the ball over. The running game might be a disaster if guys don't improve or they're not healthy. But it would still be the job. Unless you think working for Jerry Jones is a nightmare. A matter of fact, Mike McCarthy, he spoke about his own relationship with Jerry Jones, and you can listen to this and judge for yourself. As far as my relationship with Jerry, I, you know, um, just using his word, we're, 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 in a, we're in an excellent spot. You know, he's uh, the partnership that we have, he's, he's excited about. Um, he told me a number of times this, you know, this week that he wants me to coach here as long as Coach Landry did. And I said, okay, you know, you know that's, that's a long time. But, uh, you know, so, but, um, you know, yeah, I, I feel really good about uh, our relationships. I think our, our ability to discuss and disagree is, um, is we, we do a good job of that. So, um, and I think that's important, you know, because when you get into these, these situations of free agency and you know these tough, tough decisions, you, you got to be able to have those conversations. Uh, but also his support and and what he believes. I thought he was incredible with the team Monday. You know, just the, you know his message to the team was 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 outstanding. So um, you know, like I said, we have we have a lot to a lot to build off of. Uh, but you know, we we are in the mode of evaluation, and and with that, um, you know, we'll continue to have conversations about how we're going to get this thing done. Wow. His boss, Jerry Jones, man, he he talks out of both sides of his mouth. Telling Mike McCarthy, I, I want you I want you here forever, man. I want you here for as long as Landry was. I, this is the same Jerry Jones who last year is saying, Oh, well, yeah, yeah, Mike McCarthy knows he's not gonna be here forever. I have other coaches that are here that could take over as head coach. You're like, what? And so I, I'm not gonna put I'm not gonna put too much into anything that comes out of Jerry Jones' mouth. Mike McCarthy said, and of course they were having a good year, all things considered, uh, even through Dax injury and hand, etc. Mike McCarthy's like, man, I've I felt good all year. I didn't think I was gonna get fired. I get to talk to Jerry a lot, so I, I've never I've never felt that. You know, I mean, a narrative is externally generated. Um, it's, uh, it's disgustingly, it's, uh, you know, cause I've been dealing with this as far as some of the things said about these assistants. I mean, I, I just think it's, it, it's, um, our industry should show more respect to the individuals. Um, you know, change is part of it. We all, we all understand it. It's a, it's part of the, our professional responsibilities, but when these guys, you know, their families have to listen to some of the things that, that are, that are said, it, it's just, it's not right. Tell Jerry Jones it's disgusting. Like Jerry, Jerry Jones is the one always drumming up the nonsense. He's the one talking. He's the one who discusses his team like it's Hunger Games, like, like it's the Roman Coliseum. Let's just throw some guys out there and, and see what they can do. But he can't blame Jerry Jones because it's his boss. That's how it goes. 855-212-4CBS. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Dion is calling from Baltimore. What's up, Dion? Hey, Dion, you're live. Dion is no longer live. Let's go from Baltimore to Kansas. Hey, Doc, you're on CBS Sports Radio. 
Yes, I want to call in and comment about uh, LeBron, Drain, LeBron James breaking Kareem's total points record. Yeah, well, you're live. Go ahead. Okay, I just wanted to say, uh, have you uh, calculated the number of three-point baskets LeBron James made? No, I, I haven't, but that's that's certainly uh, that certainly makes sense over the last 10 years. Okay, because what I was going to say, I mean, he's going to break the record, and that's it for him to uh, be able to do that. That's a good achievement. But I'm sure LeBron James probably made at least probably 15 or 20,000 three-point baskets or close to it. But Kareem only made one three-pointer. Yeah, in his whole career. Right. So, so yes, uh, uh, well, that makes sense. The three-point shot wasn't introduced until 1979. So are you lending more power to what Kareem accomplished? Are you taking away from what LeBron James has done? Or are you just stating a fact? Well, I'm stating a fact and also lending a credit to the point that Kareem did all of his scoring under the two-point system, which sure. is a good achievement. Absolutely. I mean, I can venture to say, and I can, if I want to play devil's advocate, of which I will, the three-point shot is not an easy thing to do or master. Half of LeBron James' career, the three-point shot didn't explode until the past, uh, what, five, six years when Steph Curry started to go nuts. Uh, LeBron James has improved as a three-point shooter. Uh, it's a lesser percentage shot. Uh, Kareem was absolutely a menace down low. We know about the sky hook. Him underneath or anywhere near the basket was approximately, oof, you're going to count on him making a shot 50 to 60% of the time. And so it's, it's not easy making a three. You make an excellent point to, to point out that the three isn't there or wasn't there for half of Kareem's career. Uh, but ultimately, the game changes. And we can say that when Michael Jordan came in, you know, he had the three his whole career. And he was whooping ass too. LeBron James has had it, but Michael Jordan wasn't out there jacking up threes. And so the game changes. And I appreciate what you brought up. It is a, a trillion percent correct that Kareem didn't have no three-point shot out there until 79. But that's why. You know, even if somebody comes along or if LeBron ends up with 44,000 points or whatever the case is when he retires, whoever plays after him is going to be lighting it up. We have LaMelo Ball. LaMelo, when he's healthy, he's in the NBA right now. LaMelo is taking 10 threes a game. 10. This is ridiculous. The game is just going to continue to get jacked up. It's the JR Sport Re Show on CBS Sports Radio. Want to talk more coaching? I'm going to talk to you when we come back. Don't move. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 